Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. Talk about intersection of black culture and soccer. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new day. And hopefully, you know, COVID has not swept through your crib like it did. That's a culture. lie. You already lied on the podcast. Start this over. I said hopefully. Like, cause, <laughs> man, like, yo, like, so. Because Omarion flew Delta and just like tried to like wipe through like have have the, have the culture verse and like I, 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 I had it uh, Ty had it uh, Ty had it like when we were on did our last um, year end episode Is that why uh, he was on mute? <laughs> listen PSA for everybody when you're on a podcast and when you're on a Zoom call make sure your phone if, if you are speaking make sure that your mic is not on mute because you can be making a good ass point, doing, giving some hot shit, and then your phone's up, your, your your mic's on mute, and we just missed all of it. Just it just and it just ends up being tragic, tragic. But um, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, got your boy here, Grego here. Got my main man, Yogi from Can I Kick It FC. You're what's good. Yeah. Got Sills from Shade Butter FC. What's up, lady? Uh, chilling, man. It's too much snow on the ground. Um, still, good, good lord, man. Well, it hasn't like it's not fresh snow, so that's good at least. Oh, you had a dirty snow. Yeah. I mean, it's not as dirty as like it wasn't sound like a conversation for crying. You get that fresh snow on the ground. Oh, no, it's dirty. <laughs> oh, oh god. god. <laughs> oh, excuse me. We are we are not we do not condone or advocate for any any type this of this is uh the preview drugs. for season four of snowfall grown fe- grown people make their own decisions who am i yes you're you're grown <laughs> you, you do what you do and f and two cents fc do not do not endorse no. any of that oh man but uh yes yeah, uh so hopefully you guys are out here staying safe staying healthy and everything um, it's our first first uh, show of the new year. I said we, we honestly because either our leagues have been either been in the off season, they've been on break. Honestly, we really haven't watched a great deal of soccer. Even though today actually was a, a pretty uh, pretty hectic day at uh, um, the uh, African Cup of Nations started on today on Sunday, um, the FA Cup over the weekend. Um, what what else was going on? Like uh, um, P- yeah, PSG and um and uh. uh Premier League shutting down and thinking COVID's a joke, still doing games. Yeah, the FA Cup. FA Cup. uh, Co-defense for the woman, I think. There's Uh, yesterday. uh, Liga Mackey's back. Uh, Feminel is back this weekend. And there were a few um, WSL games uh, this weekend as well. Well, with all that being said, like we figured, we just we we, we take a smooth this 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 uh, this first uh, episode, and uh, actually meet up with someone from, from the Two Cents Cultureverse that, you know, if if you haven't uh, seen her work on twocentsfc.com and or on ESPN on the website, like yo, like she's been out here balling out of control the past year, first for Celtic and then for North Carolina out of the Danish uh, Superliga. Uh, I said just. A real dope person. She actually caught COVID too over the weekend. So, like, trust me, the, the culture verse has just been all up. All, yeah, it's, it's been it's been that kind of the weekend. But uh, Mariah Lee, what is up, lady? Hey, 
Yes. Um, COVID got me. It got me. Hey, you know, it doesn't look happy. It doesn't look it. Right. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. Um, I just had some minor cold symptoms, but I'm out of my quarantine just in time to go back to Denmark. So I'm leaving yeah. Seattle. I'm here um, with family and I'm going back tomorrow. I got to ask, how long is that flight? And how many naps are you taking? <laughs> it's like nine hours or so to, I'll go direct like Seattle to, I think Iceland. And then it's like two and a half from Iceland to Copenhagen. Wow. It might be actually longer going this way, but coming from Iceland here was only like eight and a half. So it might be like oh, 12 man. now. Isn't it longer going west to east? I have no idea. I don't know. That's out of my pay range. <laughs> you you, you count for that plus, plus I work in education. Plus the, plus the plus the hours that you uh that you that you lose from the time difference. Like yeah, that's probably like yeah. By the time you get back over to Denmark, it's like oh, it's like a whole other day. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask the real questions. These two got soccer and stuff. I'm gonna ask the real questions. What kind of snacks you eating on this flight? Because this is nine hours. <laughs> no, they paid me. Iceland airline. They don't give you free anything. So oh, you no. gotta pay for the meal. Oh, wait, wait. Time out. Woo! Hold on. Wait, wait. They don't get what? You don't Not get, hours of, you don't don't. Get, no, no peanuts, no crackers, no not a little not a little shortbread cookie, nothing. No, mm-mm. We're on a we're on a tight budget, so you know, just you know, whatever we I got. I know they're a small country, but you can't I give sleep, me no crackers. They have money. They got money. I don't believe that. Right. We just went to the heroes. <laughs> Get some money laying around. That's the dash. They said, like, no, nah, we can't get this money to the airline. <laughs> like, wow. Well, okay, do you bring your own stacks on the plane? Yeah. I'm going to bring something because they're going to uh, You black. I know you are. You probably got some collard greens in the jar somewhere. Got to wrap the chicken in the <laughs> 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 Just sitting there with a whole plate uh, of oxtail. Like, y'all want some? I know it's nine hours. <laughs> And of course, we got we got we got Washington State all the way covered. We got we got East and West uh, yes. up in here today. And like, you know, like I, I've I've been actually I've, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while, but it actually wasn't until like the uh, you recently just came out with an article on the uh, ESPN undefeated about uh, New Year's Day traditions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading through, and I was like, hold up, we got like. So Mariah's family is actually from not that far from where my family is from. From she's uh, her grandma's from Wilson, North Carolina, correct? Wilson. Oh wow! Yes. Okay. So okay. like, of course, me, me, um, I'm originally from Kenston, which is like not even like thirty minutes away. I was like, oh, oh, we about to, about to see what's up here. So I, I, I do have one quick question. First of all, of course, thank you guys for checking us out on the podcast apps: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audio, Audio Boom, and of course, make sure you heard that like and subscribe on the FTC YouTube, YouTube channel, and also on TwoCentsFT.com. Um, question there: So, like, I, I'm gonna get to the Stanford stuff in a second, but like, Wake Forest, what um, was the reason for you going there? Because you want to kind of like get that that back home feeling? Yeah, yeah. So, I in high school was thinking about Wake Forest. They were my second choice. And then I ultimately went to Stanford. And mm. then my second go around when I was getting recruited for my fifth year, I went back over there and the coach is awesome. But also my family is from North Carolina. Mm. So I wanted to 
kind of get in touch with. And I didn't even really see them that much, but just kind of living in the same place that they lived in. Like my grandma went to A&T, which is down the road. Ooh, one word. Okay, HBCU. I-N-T, one right? word. So like... <laughs> Just being Wake Forest is so close to um, Winston-Salem State. Like, there's mm-hmm. no HBCUs mm-hmm. out. Like, I never really um, saw that side and just living in the West Coast in Seattle and California. Like, I didn't experience that culture. And it's mm-hmm. very different. It is very different. Very like, different. Very I was different. like, is it going to be more East Coast vibe or will it be more of a Southern vibe? And I got there, I was like, oh, this is the South. It's the South. North Carolina is yeah, absolutely South. Very much so. uh, your opinions on cookout? Um, like, what that cookout train looking like? What we get? I don't really <laughs> eat fast food like that. Like oh. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Well, but did you, did you at least get find a, a good barbecue spot? Mm. Um, no. See, well, okay, Grego, mustard or vinegar, fam? Vinegar. Okay. I didn't know which yeah. side of the state y'all were from. My fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I could give you a whole story as far as what like when I went to North Carolina last month and just that uh, I had I had a, I got a barbecue story for that, but like that would just take up way too much time. Okay. But yeah, clearly, yeah, vinegar. Like and no matter what anybody tells you, do not get barbecue from any other state but North Carolina. Because oh, Virginia can't do it. South Carolina whoa, can't do whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Why are you coming? I'm not arguing with Virginia, sir. We got Texas. That's, di- that's different. That's different barbecue. That's not the yeah, same. It's way different. Yeah, it's not the same. Like, you, you want that pulled pork barbecue? Like that's I'm that's, not that's, that's, that's it. First and foremost. Okay. I don't you know. I don't eat a whole lot. It. Okay. I don't eat a whole lot, but what I do, it's going to be that that North Carolina barbecue. I can guarantee you that. I absolutely guarantee you that. Mm. I'll, I'll put a stamp on it right there. But uh, but yeah, no 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 mustard. Just straight vinegar. But um. But yeah, like so, like this year's actually been a pretty busy year for you. Cause like, cause you start like from the last time that you were on uh, Two Cents uh, Pod, you were actually at Celtic at the time, but then you moved over to Denmark. Like, what what um, what sparked that move? Um, well, Celtic just wasn't a right fit for me, and um, I like wasn't being challenged, so I wanted to be challenged. I wanted to grow, and FCN came up because one of my coaches from the rain is on staff here. And so she was like, yo, like come. And so knowing her and then getting on a call with the head coach and then their sports director, like they had a really good culture and they really focus on player development. And so um, a lot of pro teams, like it's about executing. You come up there and they just are like, okay, execute, perform. They're not really trying to develop you. And mm-hmm. so FCN has a very player development focus. And so we'll like do individuals. Like you're with the coaching staff an hour, you know, every week if you want. And you're like really fine tuning your skills. And that's mm-hmm. very, very unique. So like when, so when you went to, I, I mean, yeah, we're, we're definitely using that FCN. Cause yeah, I'm not saying we're showing like that's just, that's doesn't roll off the tongue like that. So <laughs> FCN, that, that'll, that'll work, work out just fine. Um, so when you, um, uh, what parts of your game were you looking to, uh, work on, like, I guess, the, the most out of, uh, out of everything, like when, when you made that move? Cause like, I, I was keeping up with you at Celtic and I was like, yeah, like you're over there kind of killing it. Yeah. But also the Scottish league, it's a, there's a huge drop off. So like outside of us, Rangers, Glasgow city, we just destroy teams and yeah, you, I score two goals, whatever against some 
bum team. Like that's not, for me, that's not rewarding. And it doesn't mean you're necessarily good. Like there's people who, okay, you scored a hat trick against a bum team. And so um, I didn't really think that really meant that much that mm. I was doing well there. Um, like when I scored against Rangers, heck yeah. Like that, you know, that's like something for me to like really be proud of. But against the other teams, I was like, whatever. And um, so parts of my game that I wanted to work on when I got here through playing, because I was like, oh, like generally I like to focus on finishing, um, different types of finishing, um, creating opportunities on the wing or if I'm playing center forward kind of in general. But when I got here, I just um, felt like I was really good um, when in the flank. And, like, mm-hmm. I like, got a lot of crosses off, and I was good at beating people on the dribble. Um, but I want to get better at um, runs so I can get the balls in, like, closer to goal. Mm-hmm. So then I can, like, be able to shoot more instead of, like, having to cross all the time from super wide. So it's more about getting into those dangerous positions, getting opportunities closer to goal. Okay. okay. So, like – Outside in, or you're doing runs down the middle? Like, do you prefer wing or, or center forward? It depends on how we play. Um, because wing, like, for me, it's like a love-hate relationship. Because a lot of the times I'm just super wide, and they're like, score more. And I'm like, I get it here. And there's three defenders between me and the goal. Like, I'm supposed to dribble everybody. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you, 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 you get your get your Vinicius on, and like, boom, there you go. She said no. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the average doesn't work in my favor, sir. No. <laughs> it happens. Center forward can be fun because you're closer to the goal, but it depends on how the team plays. I really like playing a two front, actually. I grew up playing a two front because you can do both. Um, so, What's your role in the two front? Are you like the, I hate to say it, pacing power? Higher, or, higher or, yeah. Um, I mean – I, like, it kind of depends on the other person, too. Um, So if they are good back to goal, then I can be the one making runs in behind. Um, So, but it's more just, like, about the relationship. So I think it's really fun when I'm checking and then, like, I can spin, play them, they can play me through, like, do one-twos and stuff. You get fun, do little dummies. um, And then... That way, I get it already behind the outside back. So then, if I beat, I I have one to beat. Really, you have you beat the center back, and then it's like the other center back comes or they stay, and I'm free to go. So it's a lot more fun than beating the outside back, and then you're like, okay, there's still a bunch of people in between me and the goal. Okay. Oh yeah. So. I'm trying to dish off and everything. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's all good. But um, but no, I, what I was another thing that, that I actually uh, wanted to touch on real quick because uh, I was going through. Um, I say if y'all haven't done so already, uh, Mariah has a blog on twosetsfc.com called Murder She Wrote. Um, Murder is one of many, many nicknames that Mariah. It's also she wrote, but Murder She Wrote's my IG handle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting it all backwards. I'm getting all tongue tied. Pardon, like said, we're, we're, it's, it's still early in the year. Like, you know, it, I, blame, blame the COVID. Blame the COVID. So there, there it is. And for a but second, I, I think you said blame the Kobe, and I was like, why are we blaming Kobe for this? <laughs> see, <My fault. laughs> 
y'all, y'all, y'all ain't gonna come at me this early in the year, man. I just <laughs> it's okay. Oh, uh, right, let me ask you this question. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask about the food again, once again, because you know, food is a great thing. Who has where's the better food at Scotland or uh, over there in FCN? It's all bad. It's all bad. Oh no! Dang. The season, so, Europeans the can't. Yeah. They they don't know spice. Man. They like pepper is spicy. So um, they went they, they went sailing all across the world trying to dominate all these other countries and then bring back no kind of spice. Oh, no. Stole all those spices not to use them. My lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have had a whole scent trail just for them not to use these spices. Lord Jesus. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> I would say Copenhagen has a good food scene. Mm. So if you go out to eat, there's a lot of places that can get food from other cultures, and that's good. Okay. But if they're like, oh, yeah, we're cooking some Danish, whatever, I'm like, mm-mm. So do you bring your own spices? Like, do you have them hidden in the purse when you go over there? <laughs> are, are, are there you carry-on? Like, is it a little hot, tap, hot, tap hot, so- hot sauce in my bag, swag. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little <tough>. Are we <laughs> doing this? I just am like... It's fuel at this point. We're just because at this point, like I mean, especially with you being home right now, I'll be like, yeah, like let me make sure I get a bag full of some paprika, some 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 cumin, some some hot sauce. Like I I need garlic something powder. to just garlic yeah, garlic powder. The whole thing of spice. Like, yeah, you rob a food line? Where are you going? Yeah, Wait, it's it's tough out there. It is tough. Oh, no. actually, that, that actually does lead me to like one thing I, I did I did want to ask because like like if, if you've seen Mariah's stuff online like girl, she keeps a, a fresh set of braids on while she's playing I was I'm like ask who, that where like like who like who's doing the hair that hook up, yeah. no there's some, there's some ladies I a that's the first thing I, I find when I get out there I'm like okay who's doing my hair and so um like. I met a girl. She had some nice braids. I was like, where'd you get those? She told me her lady. Then I was walking down the street, and there was another shop I went in there looking around. And so I have two ladies that I trust out there, and they do a good job. Um, So it's nice. It is nice because, like, they don't have the hair products out there. And, like, it's a lot. If I'm, if I'm bringing spices and my hair products and lotion, they're gonna be stopping you at, at, at TSA. Like, like, what is what is this? It's just garlic butter. Like, it's all. So, excuse me, man. Why are you bringing a spice rack? <laughs> so, if I can, the more I can find and do out there, like the easier it is. So, it's just easier to have hair braided than like trying to get all the gels and mm-hmm. conditioners and all that stuff. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, at least at least the one part's hat handle. Like, at least, at least the hair's looking good. Like, so the food, we're going to have to, you know, figure something out there because, yeah, that sounds like we it's... We're going to have to start a GoFundMe for you out there. You out there struggling. <laughs> yes, because it's expensive, too. Copenhagen is so expensive going out to that. eat. Mm. Uh-uh. Yes. Yes. So, like, for that, that, like, you just had actually um, made me think of something. So, like, when you're going out to, um, when you're getting transferred and everything, like, like what's, what's the living arrangements? Are, are they, like, say, like, hey, we'll give you an apartment here. You can live over in this part of town or um, we'll make sure you got a chef. Like, what's what's the setup there? In Denmark, we have a residence that's attached to the stadium. 
So they call it a hotel because it was a hotel and then they changed it over to just player um, housing. And okay. so it's cool because we practice early. Like we have to be in the locker room like 6.15. So mm-hmm. I can just roll out of bed, go get food, um, and then go downstairs to the weight room and it's quick. Um, so that's a good, the, a positive side is it's very convenient, but we're like 45 minutes on the train north of the city. So if I want to do something fun, mm. then it's a little bit of a trek. No, no but, car. This is like, this is ride a train. Like like what's. Yeah. Like they're trying to get cars and, but it's a mess. So usually I just ride the train and then you can like bike to the train, take your bike on the train and then you bike around because okay. everybody has bikes. At, at this time, of the year, I don't know about that bike life. That that seemed like a whole. Lot. Out there, rain, snow, sleet. They're serious. They mm-hmm. said, "Like, hey, you gotta get this one way or another." So, I, I mean, uh, hey, more power to them. Um, but uh, the question I, I was going to get to earlier, another thing that kind of caught my attention about you was uh, when you're growing up, you're playing basketball. You played yeah. basketball and, and soccer. Um, as the reason why is because, like, I actually have a best friend back home that used to coach at um at a at a high school level at um Maggie Walker for the for the for y'all kind of oh, Silves yeah. and Silves and Yogi will know. Uh, fun fact: my sister went to Maggie Walker. Ah, smarty, smarty, yeah. smarty. I had the brains to get into Maggie. I'm not the successful. I'm, <laughs> this is me being the successful child. <laughs> God, but um, like, where do you see like the similarities between um soccer and basketball? Like, I actually just see a lot of overlap. Um, between the two and like what are the things like from basketball that you took over to soccer well it's funny because um they're both like physical sports but i felt like basketball um you're forced to use your body where soccer you can get away with like not using your body like a lot of female players at least don't Mm -hmm. and so I learned how to use my body playing basketball and i took it to soccer and it just took my game to a whole nother level um, cause they really don't teach you how to use your body playing soccer, uh, which I find very odd. Um, and so like you playing target forward, how do you post up? Right. Oh, basketball. Here's some post moves. This is yeah. how you That's shake really up. Um, and then, oh, I'm like, oh, I'll do this in soccer. Right. And so, um, I just think how we coach basketball, I think it's, it's, I like it, and I think it's at a higher level than soccer is. And I was having conversations with people, and it could be because coaches are more involved to an extent in basketball. There's timeouts. You know, they there's time for them to really analyze what's going on and make changes in real time, where soccer, it's delayed. Um, mm. And so, but, like, in an everyday level, like, they approach – positions um in like a specific way so like basketball i had guard training one day a week in addition to team practice like soccer okay. only plays get position specific practice hmm. and so um i think if you have like forward practice all the forwards playing soccer would be a lot better um and they really told you specifically in basketball like this is how you attack you drive at the front foot and like this is how you shake them and like this is like they get into that soccer, I kind of just learn. I'm like, okay, well, um, I'm going to do a little hesitation. Like, I'm going to, like, all my 1v1 stuff, they teach you how to do the move. They don't really teach you why you do the move and how to make the move effective. 
Okay. Um, so like you grow up, you learn scissor, you learn how to like step over, you like, you just learn the mechanics, but to be effective, there's a lot of girls who go out and do all this stuff and still not beat their defenders. <laughs> and I'm like, what's the point? And especially when I started coaching and doing private training, it mm. like really came into my front like view. Cause I'd be like, okay, you don't need a new 50 move, do one move and explode <laughs> and go like, and in basketball, they tell you, you like, they'll stop practice and be like, you already had the girl beat. Why did you come back? Why'd you cut back? You already had her beat. Use your arm, push her off and go. And in soccer, you know, you can, people don't stop and like tell you, do it like this. This is good mm-hmm. in that way. Um, so I think basketball really helps soccer um, being a forward and attacking also defensively. And um, there's just so many transferable skills, like so many mentally huge, because, you know, the culture, this basketball culture versus soccer culture, like that, I think the biggest thing was the mental, like, resilience part. Um, because if you've ever been in a gym, AAU, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. It's yeah. a whole not, even, not even the gym, like pickup games, like any, any of that. I yeah. think... I, I think that's a really good point, right? Like, we don't, particularly in women's soccer, teach people how to use their their bodies. I'm even thinking, like, when you screen, when you set a pick in basketball, when you do any of that, right, that's really transferable mm-hmm. um, to the to the sport. Wow, that's a, okay. Yeah, and, like, Molly. there's just, like, <laughs> small things if you think about, um, uh, what else? Like, rebounding. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like you make contact first and you go for the ball. That's shielding, you know? Yep. Um, Like even recognizing spacing, basketball, they really hone in. Like, okay, this is the run the play, run the play. If they cheat, back door. Mm -hmm. Soccer as a wide forward, okay, I'm going to check in. They cheat, through ball. Um, So things, just like a lot of things like that. um, It's just more explicit in basketball um, Mm. than in soccer for weird reasons right so so you obviously played basketball and what was your position point guard point okay so that also makes sense right in terms of creation um so you played but i'm assuming you also watch are there players whose games you'd like take from and incorporate it into your soccer um soccer basketball like basketball players like their style of play are there things that they do that you incorporate well, I loved watching Steve Nash and Chris Paul. Those are like my okay. favorite players growing up. Okay. And I know um, Steve Nash is a huge soccer fan, so that might. <laughs> and he played right. soccer. Yeah. yeah. And I really like their vision. Okay. Um, and like, yeah, I just really liked watching them. Um, and my parents, like, they watched basketball. They didn't really watch soccer. I didn't watch soccer growing up. Um, okay. Because, you know, it's not really, like, in black homes. And so I would sit with my dad and we'd be watching sports and we'd be watching basketball. We'd be watching the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they made sure, like, if Serena was playing, they're, they're putting on tennis to watch Serena. Um, and then the Olympics would come on. But it really was, if there was a black woman and they knew she was playing, we're watching that. Or it was, like, basketball or football, American football. Okay. So like, so what, what's your, what was that? I would just say it sounds like every home in the South in the black community. 
Yeah, my dad did it all the time. Yeah. So like once you like like when you got into soccer, like who were the players that you really really kind of gravitated towards? Um, I know like you started like as a defender, right? Well, way back, yeah, I was a defender. Wait, you uh, went from defender yeah. to you went back to front? I hey, yeah, so when I first right? <laughs> I was a sweeper. Okay. Sweeper. And um I was sweeper and then I went to stopper. Like this is rec soccer. And then I was like holding mid, then attacking mid, and then when I left like my rec team and went on to like an actually good club in like seventh grade, I made this big transition. And then they played me at forward. And wow. so from seventh grade on, I've been playing forward. Um, wow. But yeah, so but I think honestly, I think if I go to the highest level, I'll probably play outside back. I think I would have to play outside back. Uh. The, the trajectory, right. <laughs> the, the usual, the use. Oh man! But I'm uh, actually, I actually can like, defend now. Okay, you Spin, like, like, and I, because I grew up. I think if I was taller, I'd be a center back. Like, I just like, okay. if I was, yeah, in a different life when I had some inches, because <laughs> you could just be mean, and oh, okay. I, I like being mean. <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie to you. That's why I play center back and pick up because I know, like, I don't got the skills to be a forward. But I could throw this body around and be really mean to people. Defense is about want to, man. I mean, yeah, it's about talent too, like angles, how you position your body. But yeah. like, it's about want to. You, yeah, you gotta want it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, so, question here: um, At what point did you know, or did you feel that hey, I could actually make this a career? I could, like, we're like, okay, like, yeah, I could do law school, or I could, you know, see what's up, sort of this uh, play career for a bit. Um, well, in college, I knew, like, at Stanford, you have all the best people and, like, a lot of the girls go pro. So I knew I had the ability, and I think it just came down to it at the end. I was like, I haven't done what I think I can do on the soccer field, so I can't hang it up now because I have more to do. Um, so that's why I wanted to be a pro. <laughs> I don't even think I really was, like, Growing up saying, I want to play pro and all this stuff, that wasn't me. I actually wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> um, I mean, going to Stanford, that seemed like the career choice. True. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it kind of just, I just was like, I can't quit now. So, I can't now, 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 you did have a, a quick spell over here in WSL last year. Like, no. Which, two years ago with yeah. uh, with O.R. Rain and um, playing through the uh, Challenge Cup now. Of course, uh, through talking to you uh, offline, it, it sounds like um, you want to keep stay over in Europe at least for a little bit. Like, tell us about, you know, just that, that experience there. And, and, of course, like, what's been your, I guess, your perspective as far as everything that happened last year with all the scandals that, that, uh, that came out? Yeah. Um... So, I mean, there's sexism everywhere. So there's pros and cons to being in the U.S. and in Europe. Like, you're not going to escape it. Um, it's just, it just is different. It comes in different ways. So mm -hmm. I enjoyed the rain a lot. Um, but because the girls were all... Um, like we all got along and we had like a very cohesive group because that was during the summer of all the protests, George Floyd and all this stuff. And so it was unique that 
we came together because I know people on other teams and like our whole team, everybody kneeled and that's huge for that level of um, like unity. And like I was doing a book club and a lot of the girls would participate and I was having them read all these like. Is that, is that Luz? Excuse is me? the same one that Luz did or? Lou Barnes. Uh, there's a there's a bunch yeah there's another book club I'm not sure I'm asking. Well, we it was it was um like informal it was like a book and article like we wouldn't uh, read okay. books. it was just like um discussion on things that I brought together um and I don't know if they did something after I left I'm, I don't know okay. um but um people really cared about what was going on and then the organization was open to us saying this is what we need to do. This is how we want to move forward. Um, so it wasn't just lip service. Like a lot of the clubs, you know, it was very performative. We have this statement of solidarity, blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> they would, brothers come down to the front, like watching their girlfriends play. That was in, where was that? Houston? Um, yeah. With, with Sarah Gordon. Um like, come on. There, so there were so many things like that that you would see in the NWSL. Um, and so to your question, all the scandals coming after, because during when I was there, there wasn't that much. I don't think there was there were that many scandals because um, COVID was just so overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and, but, but there were some instances where coaches were tweeting racist things or retweeting stuff and then then weren't held accountable, of course. Yet the team was like, we support our Black Panthers diversity, of course, right? right. Um, but with all the sexual, you know, and verbal abuse that was happening, uh, I wasn't shocked. Um, the power dynamics that are present in the NBSL um, just naturally produce are an, an environment that will produce things like that um, just because the coaches have so much control over you. And um, there's no accountability. And so um, I can, like, I don't doubt what these women have said <laughs> at all. Um and there's so much work that the NWSL needs to do. Um, is that is that played a part in you like preferring to play over in Europe right now, or like like? Um, I mean, Europe, it's, it's there's not you don't really hear about like abuse. Um, mm. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Um, but I think I don't know. I don't know why you don't hear about it. I don't really figure that out. But there's a lot of sexism, and people don't value female athletes, women soccer players, as much as they do in the States, actually. Mm. So I think people respect women soccer players way more over here. Mm. Over there, it's still a man's sport, and I'm shocked. I'm like, isn't this the world's game? Don't you think mm. in Europe it would be more popular? And people will come out the yin-yang for the men's side, but the women's side, it's like... Mm. Not and so that's why I came to FCN is because mm. they have values that mm. are about equality 
and gender, and then they back it up with resources. So this is the first club where the men and women use the same weight room. Okay. And the men, like I can train and play games on the men's field. Okay. And I can have access to the men's doctors. And like, we live in the same place, you know? So all of these things, which coming out of the States and college where they have to with Title IX and it's normal, and then going to Europe where that's not the case at all. I'm like, what in the world? What in the world? Um, And then the NWSL is different because there's no men's side that's attached. So it's dependent on the club. And um, there's a level of professionalism at most places. But even then, like at the rain, we trained at a high school. And we didn't really have a weight room. And we played games at the rain rain the rainier stadium uh Taney stadium yeah Taney stadium and they're triple a baseball so we share time yep. with baseball and they have priority mm. and you play in the games and the fans are like way over there and and like it it's still not college where you have everything mm. um so college is actually the most professional even though you're not being paid but it's the literally the most professional environment i have experienced thus far mm. And especially in like the sports performance and medical side, because I've mm. been injured and that's really important and um, unparalleled, like the quality of care I got <coughs> at Stanford and like the rehab and the PT and all of that was just phenomenal. And so I'm like so scared if I like turn my ACL out here in Europe or something. Oh, my- no. So is the men's team, is the men's team top flight? In their division as well, um, in Denmark. In Denmark, yeah, like they're inside of your of your team. Yeah, they're in the Superliga. Oh, they're in Superliga. Uh, okay. Yeah, but it's just like different. The medical science is different. Every country has different beliefs, mm. and in the states, it's just very different. Um, for instance, in a lot of European countries, like they don't believe in ice, or um, hmm. uh, like. When I played in Switzerland, they didn't believe in lifting. Like they would, they didn't believe in lifting. Um, because, like, do they not value strength? Like I feel like I see that though in the game sometimes, where it's t- all technique, but no. I know Americans, especially on the women's side, it's the you know it's the athleticism, and then oh yeah, you'll play soccer. I don't inherently agree with all of that, so there is some truth to it. But like, do they? I I notice that like they don't seem to value like the they don't the athletic side of it, right? Yeah. It's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> And so every country has their different, um, like, style. And a lot of European style is um, we're going to play tiki-taka and the most skillful people are going to be the best. And, you know, they don't value, like you said, they don't value strength or speed. or You know, like, Ronaldo's the first person to freaking lift. Like, he's the first guy to be like, you know what? I'm going to be fast and strong. And and that's going to be a really um, advantageous part of my game. Or the other, yeah. like most soccer guys are like, I don't care about lifting, and they're these tiny little guys, but they're super <laughs> skillful. Um. So, but I think you also get in the in the U.S. an over emphasis, especially in college, 
like your freaking because we have the football guys running right. our spring program, right? Right. Lift <laughs> and run and all this stuff. And girls put all a lot of muscle and they might right. get a little slower. Or in my case, you just get injured more because right. I'm lifting a fuck ton of weight. Right. And <laughs> more than your frame needs. needs right? My knees are shot at the end of it, you know? And then, because you're pushing because our season is so short and you have all these games, boom, 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 that were not adequately recovered. And so you just get more injuries. Like by the time postseason happened, people were injured. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. we're playing two games a weekend, going hard, running, putting our body under all this stress, and it's your body's just worn out by the end. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so That's helpful. That's really helpful. Okay. <laughs> you guys have yogi? No, like I'm just sitting back here listening to her and just yeah. a lot of stuff that I thought like, is actually making sense about like the point like about yeah. coaching basketball, coaching soccer to basketball. Like you remember, like I was a girls' um, soccer coach, and like all of my girls were basketball players. They did use soccer as conditioning. Mm. to get ready for summer basketball. So, mm. I, like, I had to, myself, I had found myself, like, trying to coach it to him at soccer, and I wasn't working. So when I started coaching to him as basketball, like, it clicked. And what did so, you like, change? How did you change? Um, So my girls, like, I coached at an inner-city black high school. <clears throat> and we were not like, the only <laughs> – Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went up against schools in the county. You know, these predominantly white schools, um, all their players are like soccer players. Like, they are in the Richmond Kickers Academy, you know, travel soccer and stuff like this. So, like, I was, like, in their pros, like, all right, I'm going to be really defensive. Like, I was trying to teach them, like, how to play center back, defensive mid, all this stuff. And it wasn't clicking for them. Because you can see, like, they were overthinking what was going on, and they weren't being reactive. And I was trying to teach them, like, you have to react. Like, soccer's all about, to me, not a pro soccer player, but it's all about, you know, being reactive. Like, if you can beat somebody to their spot before the ball is there, nine times out of ten, you're going to win. But when I started coaching to them like it was basketball, it started putting the players in a position that closely correlated to what they played. They, Mm. like, we weren't blowing teams out, but we were a little bit more competitive than what we were. So, like, for instance, I put the point guard in, like, the attacking mid position. Because I'm like, I won't put you here because you can distribute. <laughs> you have the best vision. Yeah. You know, small forward or like the shooting guard, I will put them at forward because it's like you're going to be the ball carrier. You're the one that's scoring the goals, whatnot. And then like the forwards and centers, I will put them in center back spots or fullbacks because like you have the best defensive skills there. You know what to do. Hmm. Almost like that. So that's how I kind of related to them. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because like the my homie that I was talking about. You know, Quincy. Um, yeah. So, like, when he was, like, at Maggie Walker, uh, he was coaching JV boys, and it was the other way around where most of those boys were playing soccer, and and uh, they would taught them in a soccer uh, context for them to get it. And one thing I suggested to him was, like, why don't you – because, like, most of these guys were, like, five, ten and under, so they had no real guys. And I was like, why don't you use, like, a total football – tactical mentality where it's like you basically have a position positionless um uh five where it's like okay like whoever's on this side 
basically on D's up on on one side, and whoever's running point, it's like, hey, like you're you're everyone is already sitting the same size anyway, so you might as well be teaching them the same thing. And yeah. and once once they kind of get the idea as far as like, okay, like I can basically handle whichever position that, that there is on the court, it, it makes it a whole lot easier um, to to navigate. So it's actually kind of interesting that that, that you uh, put it like that because yeah, like it's for, for the boys <clears> and that is it's just like yeah, it's the other it's exactly the other way around. Um, now what actually uh, now when you did two since last year, I think that was before you started doing any any other writing. Like what got you in the kick of like one one to go into writing? It honestly just happened um, out of the blue. <clears throat> um, I got invited to speak on a panel that one of my old professors was doing on sports and activism. Okay. And um, after me, they had Jesse Washington from the undefeated talk about his book um, that he wrote about the Georgetown basketball coach, who was the first black coach to win um, the NCAA title. Um, John Thompson. No, the first. Oh, no, second. Actually. Yeah. Was second. Yeah. It was second. 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 And his book is like, it's on my list. It's like um, from a shadow or something. Um, I should know it, uh, but I need to read it. Anyway, he was talking about his book. And so I stayed on to listen. And then afterward, we started connecting and um, we we're just talking. And he was like, tell me your story. I started talking. He's like, you should write for The Undefeated. And um, he connected me with his editor. And so I pitched a couple stories to his editor. And that's how I got the ball rolling. And um, so I wrote my first piece on Crystal Dunn, and that went well. And so then I wrote the other piece on Brian Scurry's legacy and A.D. French being the next black keeper after her. And um, and then I had some time over the holiday, and so I pitched another piece on the New Year's Day traditions. So it's funny. It's funny because like reading that, <clears throat> I um, like I was never like growing up. I couldn't stand Black Eyed Peas for the life of me. And like now, it's like you know what I yeah it, it it actually works like like yeah maybe my taste buds have changed but yeah like it was like oh like and then of course once you realize it's the context and the and the history behind the black eyed peas and collard greens and everything it's like yeah like there's actual meaning you're just thinking like why am I eating these nasty ass black eyed peas like this, this <laughs> no I I feel the same like I like them now I couldn't stand them when I was little. I like, like I always have liked them. Really? New Year's Day has always been my favorite meal. Like yeah. oh, I'm wow. looking forward to the North Carolina barbecue, and we do chicken and dumplings, and mm. mac and cheese, and greens, and black eyed peas, mm. and <laughs> all that food. And I just knew like they'd be like, "This is what our ancestors ate during slavery," but that's it, really. That's all I knew. Mm. Um, and then black eyed peas bring good luck and like greens. Mm-hmm. And- financial success but outside of that that was it and so <clears throat> like my piece talking with my dad and my brother things started coming together and then I did a lot of research and um just the fact that the holiday grew out of a celebration of emancipation and freedom and being with your family because that was the day that black families got ripped up and were sold is huge yeah. and um I'm like, ah, I, I see why we do this on this day. And it's lasted so long. And just the crazy thing, how food, even if the history's lost, the food never gets yes. lost. 
Yeah, uh, that's have you seen, was it high on the high on the hog? Is what it is that the one on Netflix? That, yeah, 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 yeah. It talks about. I, yeah, I, I, I think I finished that during. Uh, They're doing season two, I think. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's food really is good. the yeah. food is the connector through the generations, through different families, through all of it. There's always a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, one one last question before we kind of wrap up this this part, um, it's the it's the knuckleheads question. Who was the first player when you could be term Protus to bust your ass and just make you think like, oh, like look at her face. She's like, who bust my ass? Like nobody, nobody bust my ass. So I'll correct Greco's question. When you became a pro, whose ass did you? Who was the first player you embarrassed? Who was the first player you embarrassed? Um. I mean, I'm about to get us canceled and cut off the I know, hair. right? <laughs> my bad, my bad. Switzerland, so it didn't like. Oh, like light work, like, like please. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but the rain was funny. So it's it's because Stanford was such a high level that right. like coming there was the first pro environment environment, and so okay, like every like. We'd have the best girl every year. We'd have number one recruit. You'd have girls who were in the 20s or 23s, Herman Trophy winners, like whatever. Mm. So um, I come there and um, I'm like, wow, like, wow, the level is super high. But I can hold my own. Like, I can hold my own. And so I had that confidence. And so I was like the first sub off the bench, like my whole freshman year. And so there were things I needed to work on, but there were things that I could do that no one else could do. So I always had that kind of like confidence um, because I would smoke like, I'm like, I don't care who you are. Like I'm smoking you. And um, so just being in that environment every day, like Andy Sullivan, she's on the national team. Alana Cook, she's been called in. T, Tierna Davidson um, played with her. Jane played with her. Kat Macario played with her. Like all these girls who are called in, I play with them every day. What, and what are those? So, what were those practices like? <laughs> it, it's fun because I like the challenge is what attracts me to soccer. Like if I'm not challenged, I'm out. Like Celtic, right? So when we're doing like my <clears throat> changes or one v ones or two v twos, whatever, I'm like I'm about to smoke Alana. I'm about to smoke Andy, and right, and they're like no, like no. T's like no, and so it was just this thing where I'm gonna get you one day. You might get me one day. And uh, we're not backing down. And so um, I go to the rain because I came, I was like, hey, I'm here. Like, can I, like, I'm trying out pretty much. I like, I didn't go to open trial, but I was trying out. I had no, um, I don't know, what do they call it? Like, they didn't have my rights. They didn't Mm -hmm. invite me in. Like, they didn't know. I was not on anybody's radar. I was (laughs) was just like, I'm down the street. I'm coming, like, whatever. And so we get there, and there's, like, a slow center back, and I'm like, I'm dicing you up. Like, you know, it's, like, yeah. And it happened, so they pushed everything back, and it was unknown. Like, we had – there was so much uncertainty. Like, if we start again, you could get called back. You could not. This is after, like, a week and a half of preseason. Mm -hmm. Um. And so they're like, here's a fitness packet. And then there's no one's training. Like, usually I would train with the boys. Like, the bo- like no clubs are training. Yeah. Um, like, the high school team I would train with, no one's there. So I'm just by myself, just 
by myself running, doing technical stuff for like months. And then in May or June, they're like, hey, we're doing training camp in Montana next week. Like, are you ready? You want to come? I'm like, I'm ready. So then I just go and we're in Montana for a month. And so they're like, um, on this date, we got to make the final cuts and have the roster by. So pretty much I had a month to like prove myself. Mm-hmm. And we would train in like all the trialists, like they didn't really care about us and like whatever, like they would have forwards, like they're like forwards come here, defenders come here. And the forwards, like if you're on trial like me, you just be defending the other forwards. Like it wasn't, mm. we were just like, you know, cones. They were just whatever <laughs> help they needed, we do it. So it's hard to really show, right. and, but we would have scrimmages. We'd have like a scrimmage a week and we knew that with the numbers that they would have to use the trialist. And so I knew I was going to get some time. So I was like, okay, this is my time to like make my mark. And so I just, when we'd have 11 v 11, I do my thing. Mm-hmm. And so there are moments every game, like I, I think in our second scrimmage, I got Lou, I diced Lou Barnes <laughs> up and she um, fouled me in the box. I got a PK and they were like, Ooh, and then the next scrimmage, like I score, and the next one I score and get an assist and I score. And so they had to sign me. Like they had to sign me at that point because I was being consistent and I was showing like what I could do. And so I think I just had a belief in myself because um, I was like, I've been in pro, I've been in tough environments. I've been in like Stanford was like our team could compete. Our team could compete against the NBSL teams. Like our practices were even more intense, I think, in some respects. And so I had to learn how to fight and be resilient and have like the right mentality. And um, so I was prepared. I was really prepared at the rain to like, because there were times like one, one training before, this is like before the final scrimmage, before they had to make the roster cuts. And the trialists, all of us were standing on the sideline and we like warmed up and then they just had everyone else train and they're like, oh, like we might sub you in, like be ready. They never subbed us in. So we just stood on the sideline for the entire practice. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the girls were like sad or anxious, like this is unfair or whatever. And like getting down. And I'm just like, honestly, more rest for tomorrow. <laughs> and I came out there and I wasn't tired. Like I, I balled out. I scored a goal and I sealed the deal. Like you can't let those things get to you. And so, having like a mindset um, is the difference between being able to play and perform, or you know, getting tired. Uh, I got one question for you before we wrap up. So I want you to think about this one. What what gave you the better feeling? Beating Cal as a Stanford player or beating Rangers as a Celtic player? Oh, um, well, the thing is, our Cal rivalry was strong, but we would always beat them. So it wasn't like... Right, like it's not... It wasn't like that. Like, we would always beat them. So I would say, like, our rivalry against UCLA was bigger because it would be, like, back and forth more. Yeah. Cal was like, "Mm mm-mm, you know? Um... So I would definitely say the Rangers was bigger than Cal Stanford. Um, so I wouldn't know anything about Stanford UCLA. Yeah, that's oh yeah, exactly. yeah that's, that's, I mean, it. the two teams that run the 
the yeah. Pac-12. I say that as somebody who's in Pac-12 country. So, like, yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Santa Clara rivalry was big, too. Um, but for a mm-hmm. while, we would run them. But recently, they, just, they, they haven't been. Yeah, they got good again, like, recently. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been good for but a while. They, but they knocked us out of the tournament my junior year when I wasn't, when I was hurt. I was redshirting. And my best friend scored the game winner. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. So, so needless to say, that the, the, group te- the group chat was like, oh, <laughs> mad shit talk. There, yeah. And we, there, there was, yeah, there was beef. We, we, there's a lot of teams that we had like a little bit of beef with. But it's because we knew each other. So, like, the Rangers, <clears throat> I don't know the girls on Rangers. So, mm. it's like this historical thing yeah. that, like, everyone else is like, you know, they like hype it up. I'm like, okay. But in the States, you play against all these girls growing up, like regional team, state team, national team. So you know them. So there's personal like beef. <laughs> and that makes it because I'm like, you know, this girl stole her man. So we got it. <laughs> oh, oh, y'all. Oh, okay. We got days of our life trying. <laughs> So it goes, oh, so we're like, yeah, like we can't let them beat us. Oh, that wow. stole her man and they scored the goal. Good luck. <laughs> oh, god. Oh, man. Um, what was about <laughs> that right there? That's actually Ooh, kind of really listen. funny. Um, you need to see these text messages, Lord. <laughs> or, or do you, or do you? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like this has uh, actually been, been really fun. Uh, like I. I know uh, by the time you get this, like you're probably, by the time this comes out, you're right. You'll already be out, be back in Denmark. But yeah, like, and of course, you know, just all the, all the success in the world, you know, you know, going, um, going back over there for the rest of the season. And, you know, you know, when you, when you get back stateside, you know, come back to the South, you know, cause like, I, like, I feel like I have to come through and educate on this, on this barbecue tip. Cause like, yeah, like, they're, they're, especially like, like, you know, Wilson, Rocky Mount, Kinston, uh, uh, the try like they trust me. There's enough barbecue spots to where I can I can get you straight. Like that's that's just. I just top. don't believe in a world where like I rank barbecue ahead of other barbecue. Like it's that's like when people argue about jollof jollof rice. Like it's all good. Like I'm I'm fine. I'll let y'all argue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna get back to you on that one because like okay, mm, we'll talk. We'll that. talk. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, like of course it's a new year with uh. FTC UTD, uh, of course, like everybody that that ordered all the Formiga uh, hoodies over the holidays, uh, thank you guys for supporting the podcast and everything. Uh, of course, we got we got new shit on 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 the horizon uh, this month. We are celebrating the African Cup of Nations. Uh, we've uh, got new hoodies at FTCUTD.com. We got new. Uh, Drogba, Legends of the Culture hoodies with uh, Ivory Coast, and because of there, so there was so much demand with the Formiga hoodies, we actually did uh, went back and uh, we pulled back both Formiga and Marta hoodies uh, from the 2007 uh, World Cup, where Marta just basically just took over the world, and um, you can uh, get those now at ftcutd.myshopify.com. Um, there was a uh, one other one that I did I, I, like. I'm over here slacking. Like, I, I I can't even deny because like there's one more on there that I I know that we just put out as well. Also coming out next week. Um, of course, last last year the big thing was the 
racism counter hoodie um, t-shirts we've actually are about to drop the the hoodie version of the uh of the racism counter of course uh we we, we made that like a good, like a good week uh so far this year without without an incident i know like uh juventus reported an incident with, uh, with mckinney and what's going on and i'm like you know can we just you know it's always going to happen i'm just like come on y'all please but uh but yes, keep supporting podcasts. Keep supporting uh, our our fam with uh, two cents at two centsports.shop. and you know, of course, make sure that you check it out. All the soccer she wrote um, blogs that come out. Like, what? When do you normally write, uh, Mariah? Um, so they drop every other Tuesday, <clears throat> and I'm on a break because we're on a break from soccer. But right. they're gonna back up uh, this month. Later this month. So be on the lookout, and um, we'll have some good content for you guys. Mm-hmm. You get all all right about like COVID. Real COVID sucks. Just like COVID sucks. <laughs> that, that's that's that that'll be the blog. Like yeah, I went home. I caught COVID for Christmas. The end. There you go. But um, but yeah, let's uh hop up here in uh two up and two down. Ah, uh, let's see here. I'm not going first. I'm actually going to put the seals first. Well, my camera's up in the way. All right. Oh, all right. There we go. Um, (laughs) Do I have two up and two down? Um, Okay. Up. uh, I guess we're probably going to talk about it some more. AFCON started uh, today. So that was fun. We had a yellow card with like 40 seconds in roughly. It should have been a red. Oh, my God. It's flagrant. Uh, but that's just... No blood, no foul. No blood, no foul. I mean, big half energy on that one. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just it's one of my favorite like international tournaments. I don't think there's anything quite like it. Uh, obviously, the kids are also amazing. The skill level, style, style of play, like the audacity to just try stuff. Um, and also, the rules are suggestive. Like, it's, it's however you feel in that moment. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I think that's really cool. Um, man, I don't know. It's just a lot. Like I said, it's it snowed a lot out here um, to the point where you can't get from one side of the state to the other right now. I don't know if the pass is open yet. Probably not. Um, I'm I'm really over it. I'm over being cold. I'm over snow. <laughs> um, classes start. We push classes back because people can't get back to campus. Um, so yeah, just trying to trying to do that. Trying to, uh, I guess, up is twenty twenty two is looking like a, a good year for the for the show um, for for Shea Butter. So it's really grateful for some of the opportunities coming. Um, our way. Talk about yesterday. What happened yesterday? Uh, the the that 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 tweet <laughs> and the response. I mean, I'm good. I'm not. I'm not in the afterlife anymore. Uh, that was really innocuous. Like of all the things, like I forgot I did it, and then Scott was like, "Yo, I was driving. I had to drive to and from Spokane yesterday." So, um, yeah, that that was wild. Uh, that was now, for those of you that don't that don't know, childhood dream. Um, that is right uh, there. Sills made a made a tweet uh, over the weekend, basically talking about like how about how. Um, <laughs> So the uh, WSL team should be hollering at, uh, at basketball players, and Angel City well, saw it. Yeah, it was ta- it was tampering. So like, the, the WNBA kind of did tampering. 
right? It's my arguments, everybody does it. So why does everybody get in trouble for it? But my running joke was like, they're gonna find a way to find Angel City for it because it's tampering, right? They're the only people who seem to get fined for tampering in the sport, women's sports period. So uh, yeah, apparently they found it. Uh, and retweeted and asked Candace Parker to play soccer. She played when she was younger. She's not bad either. And I know she's an owner, so or an investor, sorry. Uh, yeah, and so something with my name on it was replied to by Candace Parker. So that is enough for me to feel accomplished in life right now. So yeah, no, that's definitely an up. Uh, if you don't know, yeah, I'm a huge Lady Ball fan uh, from way, way back. And so yeah, Candace Parker is one of my favorite players ever. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, and there was just a lot of good football on today. Um, Mariah, you're an Arsenal fan? You want to talk about it? Okay. I was like, I'm not Dang. <laughs> hey, the, cute, the kids were cute, though. They were cute. <laughs> I they just, were cute. I wasn't, I wasn't going there. It's, a, it's for a good cause. It's for a good cause, you know. It was, it was for a good Look, cause. I mean, at least y'all doing better than day, Days of Our Lives FC. We ain't going to worry Is that what you call your team now? God. Oh, yeah. No, until they prove to me that they're a team, I'm referring to them as every so proper. So it'll change next week. Turn up. When, when did we switch places with Chelsea? That's all I want to know. Like this, all the all. Well, the you know, all, all America FC decided oh, they God. wanted to not do anything right, so it is what it is. I mean, I mean, as a Chelsea fan, it, it did not hurt my feelings today. That's all I'm gonna say. Right, but, right, uh, right now, United is exhausting. Right now, so I'll, I'll, so I can really say they're just exhausting. Y'all got a game tomorrow, don't you? They got a game tomorrow. I okay, got one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, I see. Um, and then oh, we got it straightened out. But my, I get to see my parents next month, and hopefully, if um Omarion stops iceboxing where my heart used to be out here, um, uh, and I haven't seen my parents in over two years, so that would be really nice to see them. Yeah, like I said, we we to get we to get you out of the snow, and hopefully, you know, I said I said. That that is on the vision board this this year. This is going to be your last winter up up there. I, no... I definitely screamed that at some point when I was outside. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was I was done. Like oh, one God. day it was like below zero. I was like, nope, nope. I'm done. It's funny because like a couple of years ago we had, we had we had a little cold rush here in Atlanta. I'm like like I, I don't I don't want anything of below ten. You could have that. You could just mm-mm. like below 10. I. I I I I pray for Mariah because I'm like yo like Denmark right yeah, now does Denmark. not does not sound like it's uh balmy right now. It doesn't sound how cold balmy. is how cold is Denmark though? It was it was colder here. I was trying to escape it and because we had a snowstorm in Seattle. Yeah. So and Seattle doesn't do snow as well as like in no. the Northwest. No, <laughs> no, they don't. No. We we don't know what to do when it snows out here. It's like the South. Like they're just like, oh, bread and milk. Okay, like oh yeah. Oh, Richmond shut down over half an inch. You know the bread. The bread is all gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what y'all got, bro. Bro, I I'm a teacher. Hold on. How, how much did y'all get this week? Because like the whole, two inches whole... all together. Oh, that's a whole what? week for shutting. You shut down for a whole week on two inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we shut down for a whole week. Oh, I was supposed to go back to teach this week. Do you know they had us out of school? We went back one day. I had no kids. I was in there watching soccer. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. But see, like, but, 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 that, but that's that, that. I have a question on that because, especially with everything that happened last year and the year before, like, are snow days really snow days anymore? Because y'all can just basically just say, like, "Hey, 
No, there's still snow days here. Like, the yeah, kids had a snow, snow day this week, and they didn't go. They didn't the only remote. thing is, like, Virginia has it. If we have four consecutive, that fifth day will be a virtual teacher. Online. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, but you ain't still nothing getting done because everything gonna be asynchronous. I ain't teaching. I'm gonna tell the kids, y'all be blessed. I see y'all one day. I mean, props to you for still being a teacher because listen, it's they're wild. The only here. reason why I'm still a teacher is because my job is very chill and relaxed. Oh, like good. I get oh, to design what I do. So mm. okay, no, that's, that's good because I will say being in education right now is rough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's rough. So, like, plus with Yonkey coming in, see, I'm about to get on the table. I'll see you, see, yeah, you. Coming in, you. We about to end Evan, on, 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 on that note, let's, uh, let's go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I don't have, I'm I'm pretty tapped out, so. Because like it's on your mind, man, what's good? <laughs> My one big down is Yonkey coming in, because it's about to, <sighs> yeah. I have a whole, I have a very big issue with people that are not educators telling educators what to do, like we're incompetent. Mm-hmm. So it's like Yonke is now employing women into the secretary, sec, the secretary of education, who is a businesswoman who knows nothing about education, and is about to destroy the whole public school system. And then they're gonna be wondering why, like Richmond Public Schools is back struggling. Well, it's because all the money that normally would go to public schools is now being diverted to these half public, half private schools, aka Chesterfield uh, County schools. As, as somebody who lived in Chesterfield County, yeah, I believe. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Um, so that's really my one big down. Just like if you know an educator, or and this is my thing, I know education is a very tough field. I'm not denying that. Do we get paid what we should get paid? Absolutely not, because without us, it would be no other job around in this world. But I would encourage people to still go into education, but do it for the reason why you want to do it. Do it because you love what you do. Like isn't that, like I tell people all the time that get an education, like you're never going to see a million dollar check sign. But like, if you find find a balance in it, of like knowing that you're helping the next generation get to where they want to, and then also like you're taking care of yourself and living within your means, whatever that is, like is a good profession to be into. And you can branch off from there to do whatever you want. Um, so I don't want to scare people from being educated because we need good quality teachers that care, especially for our black babies. Mm-hmm. We need people that care. Um, so that's my one kind of quasi-negative slash positive. Um, other positive is Tennessee got the one seed. Now, what we going to do with it, I don't know. I ain't worried about that yet. I just celebrated the one seed. We're <laughs> probably going to flame out. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't lose next week, though. So that's what's important, right? Look at God. We're probably going <laughs> to lose on my birthday. So, oh no, yeah, probably gonna happen. Um, what it that is, what it is. My other positive is that Can I Kick It is coming back. Um, we're dropping episodes, two more episodes to round out this season, and then we're preparing a big AFCON centric podcast that's going to be coming out hopefully near the end of the tournament or. A little bit afterwards, but it's pretty much the history of AFCON, some of the big games that happened. So it's probably we're trying to make it like a three part podcast. But that's all positive. Are we bringing off the sleeveless, the sleeveless kits? Because I feel like that's legendary conversation. Oh yeah, we going full AFCON. Oh yeah, all right. full <laughs> We're going into corruption, everything. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right, Mariah, did you uh, give us a shot? Okay. She seemed nervous. Like she ain't scored what? <laughs> I, I love I, yo. I love the ego that comes out in Mariah. Like it just it's like yo, like 
like you know the that flex. That face like, you made when, like, you, when like, you were like, "Who busted your ass?" Like, like, that's like nobody busts my ass. Like nobody <laughs> does that. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> How dare you ask me that? <laughs> this is this, this is the basketball and me coming out. Yeah, you like, yo, yo, I gotta ask. I gotta ask this one question. I'm sorry, but are you more competitive in Uno or Spades? I'm competitive in both, but spades, you ain't. I'm handling you in spades. I'm handling yes. you in spades. So spades, do you, do, the do table you get you up lose. and throw it down, or do you <laughs> like push your move? Like you breaking wrist? Yeah. Oh, I, ah, you gotta stand up. <laughs> See, you, you know when it's really good when you do like a little slide, like just a little nonchalant. Oh. You gotta oh, get a little nonchalant. Yeah. You do the greasy like that. You just like work. But yeah, I take it too. I take everything too seriously. Like it's just always she the tables when she played on spades. <laughs> <laughs> and see, we get, we break out the bones too. Oh, bones! Yeah, bones. Let's go. You know a good oh, game man. of bones is when you flip a table because you lost. Oh yeah, somebody. That's a good game of bones. <laughs> yes. That's a good game of bones. <laughs> That's why you gotta get like the the light like foldable <laughs> tables. <laughs> just ah, it's too heavy. You can't do it. Yeah. yeah. So what, I would say my down it was getting COVID on New Year's. Oh, like I got no. COVID on New Year's. I was pulled up to my grandma, my aunt's, and then. Because my friend on the way over was like, I feel bad. I'm taking a test. You should take a test. And so took my test when I got there and was positive and had to turn around. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. So, but it made me a plate though. So I still got the food. Okay. You got your food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So could, that could was... you taste it? Could you taste yes, it? Yes. Yes. I what? didn't lose my taste or smell. Okay. So we good. Cool. We good. Cool. Um, so that was a down leaving tomorrow. I'm sad because we were snowed in for a week and then I had COVID for a week. So I really didn't like do much. So, um, but thumbs up. Let's see what's going on. I saw Midge has like a little thing. She's on like FIFA. Um, mm-hmm her limited edition midge game like that's yeah. the shit. I love yeah. seeing black women out there so that's two thumbs up that's dope dope well, yeah that's what I got okay okay all right um yeah yeah there's just a prevailing down I think for everybody um especially here with the two cents family has just been COVID. I mean, like I said, we Rashad caught it. I caught it. Chris caught it. Ty caught it. Mariah caught it. I'm like, yo, like th- we, we normally do like a, some type of COVID PSA. This actually goes out to everybody who actually is vaxxed. Don't get too reckless out here and think that you can't get it because you can. And hopefully if you're lucky, you get, you get very few um, symptoms like that. Me personally, it never got got back to the point where I had to go to the hospital. Like, yeah, just all the sore throats, coughing, body aches, all that stuff. The, the crazy thing about it was that I didn't actually uh, deal with. Uh, actually, by the time I started feeling better, was when I actually realized I could not taste or smell anything, and that was kind of uh, just really weird. Cause like, yeah, like you really just couldn't smell, literally shit, and. And um, like, but shout out to um, 
to uh, Mayor Kane, like, cause like he, um, was saying like, yeah, just get some aromatherapy oils. That's the way that the writing goes a few times, and like eventually it'll come back. My like for the most part, my taste has come back. It's just more so like a smell. It's like mm, I say maybe like seventy percent back, but like we're getting there. But uh, but yeah, don't like keep take the mask up wherever you're at, especially if you're in a large crowd, and you know just uh, uh be, be smart out here with, with, with like where you go because. You don't know how these people out here, and you don't know what what they out here. They out here living in sin, living, living, ain't living clean. Like just be, be, be careful out here. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, of course. Um, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our homeboy Maestro. Of course, for those of y'all who've been keeping up with the podcast since day one, uh, Maestro was um. Wow, where we would actually have like our first initial episodes. He actually just opened up a new nightclub here in Atlanta uh, called Unks Lounge, and um, hopefully I'll be able to get a chance to check it out probably this probably next weekend. But uh, yeah, shout out to Maestro for that. Um, my downs, uh, just to kind of like recap some of, the, some of the things that happened over the holidays. Um, we lost John Madden. Uh, just huge. For those of y'all who followed American football, he's pretty much been like I think the one of the biggest drivers of that culture for probably the last forty years between him calling games for all the four major networks and then of course the Madden football game. Like if if you grew up and didn't play Madden, especially in a black household, you probably like your parents probably didn't like video games because I I like it just it's it's been a stable for such a long time. But um, you know, I, I think that He's probably one of the most influential people in probably most of our sports lifetimes because yeah, like, like I said, the past 40 years has been his stamp on the American football game. And then of course, um, yesterday, I uh, know Friday, we lost Sidney Point, uh, Poitier and actor, activist, ambassador, just straight up icon. And, you know, it's, it's funny because like, his era of films, I think, I don't want to say have been forgotten, but just like people need to understand, like that dude was a monster back in his day. Like, I, I think that he with Denzel before Denzel, just out there, just just like the first black actor to win, first black actor to win a best uh, actor Oscar. Uh, he was uh, knighted in um, by Queen Elizabeth. Like, there's. 94 years and, and just to, to do all the things that he did like you, you can't you can't say it was too soon it was just like hey he has lived a long life and it's been you know this this journey this journey forward is well earned and all I can do is just give nothing but salutes to this man because like yo like he's like he's a pillar of this of this culture and you know all we can do is just continue to you know Order the standards that they, that he left on the culture, and hopefully grow grow from that. But um, you know, just a quick salute to Sir City Poitier. That's really all I got for this episode. Again, Mariah, thank you so much for coming. Like I said, thank you for you know just doing what you do. And I said, well, it's Denmark or over here stateside. Like yo, like. Like I said, like I've been watching. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm a huge fan, and uh, you know nothing but you know strength and success the rest of the season. 
uh, with FCN. Uh, where can the people find you on the socials? Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much. And um, Murder She Wrote on Instagram. That's the biggest one. Twitter, I'm not really, I'm not really on Twitter like that. But I tried to find you because I was like, yo, like, oh. like, because I like, trust me, they're, they're still a uh, shape to kick back. Like, just like, yo, they're still going as we speak. Like, it's kind of crazy. But, uh, but yes, like, it's, uh, it's, yo, like, like you're, you're dope as hell. Like, I've, I've been enjoying the blogs and, um, it's, it's, it's been, um, really cool. It's time to, to chop it up with you and, uh, and all that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been so fun. So, so when we get in, can I kick it, uh, you know, like, like what we should like, ready to pull on the calendar? Cause I know like, I, I heard that you're trying to like change the days on the, on like when when the episodes come out. Um, I mean, it'd probably be Thursday or Friday, probably Friday, because I ain't doing that though. <laughs> but yes, if if you haven't done so already, make sure you follow Can I Kick It FC on Twitter. I am going to push Yogi like crazy to get one on Instagram. But hey, at least Twitter, at least Twitter. But Instagram's um, coming. Just we just gotta wait for our month to start. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's it's oh and there, and there is like we have big news coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm almost as big as having Mariah on the show, but we got some big news coming up for Black History Month. So stay on the lookout for that because yeah, Black History Month for FTC is going to be pretty damn big. Um, it should be big. It's our month. Well, every month is our month. Because That's what I'm gonna say. There you go. But that's our month. <laughs> and um, to the people. And uh, uh, Shabit, what, what what we got to uh, coming this month? Um, so this month we're gonna start uh, some new pod episodes. So getting back in the swing of things after the break, even though we didn't really take a break. Um, if you want to check out, we've uploaded the three kickback episodes that we did um, over the break with Jasmine Spencer, Sydney uh, Cummings, and uh, Jorian Botham. So. Um, please take a listen to those. Yeah. Those and were my goals. I know yes, they were all great. It was a blast to be able to do that with them um, and hang out with Agent Maggie as well. Um, so, yeah, just uh, yeah, check those out. Hopefully, we'll have a new episode dropping this week. Um, like I said, still working out some of the details, but we've got some hopefully good interviews uh, coming. You know, it's trying to, trying to get the word out, trying to support Black women in soccer, and uh, hopefully, some things coming on the horizon. I think 2022 is a big year for, for Shea Butter. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SBFC underscore podcast. Um, yeah, we're active on both. And uh, what, one last up, uh, I did see this uh, over the weekend, uh, uh, Sydney N- Nacello. Uh, I guess she's not playing uh, th- this year. She's she not playing in the NWSL this year. So or She might end up somewhere else, but that ain't my business. <laughs> but um, as always, you can catch us at FTC UTD. Good to go, y'all. It's the first episode back. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, FTC UTD Pod on on TikTok. Uh, I think I I think I uploaded a new video there. I'm not I'm not sure, but but yes, you know we're always we gotta do TikTok now. I was like, shoot. I'm not even I'm not even going to hold y'all to that one but yes you, you can find you us on, you on there Snapchat as well too. no <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But yes, uh, catch us on there. Like I said, you know, you know the winter's starting to end with, with the league, so we'll have more to talk about uh, next week. Um, you know, that's like What's, the next few weeks gonna be some hot shit coming. So definitely stay tuned is, is with Super us. Super Draft coming? What oh yeah, the yeah, Super Draft is um is on Tuesday. Yes, and uh, and of course I don't follow college soccer like that, at least for the men. So good luck on that. There will be no kickback for that one. So yes, for for Grego, for Sills, for Yogi, for Mariah, for Coach, for Mayor, for TK, for Moby, for L, for Ty, for Sky, for Kai, all these bars, for Loose Change, for the whole Two Cents team. Happy 2022, y'all. We at it. Coach is real. Coach everywhere. We will see y'all soon. And we out. FTC, U, T, D.